0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you as always, courtesy of Immaculate Productions, and I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you hit the subscribe button, which is free, costs you nothing. Chuck us a few quid if you want on Patreon or PayPal, God knows we need it. Uh, Keep us in your prayers above all. Keep the comments coming, constructive comments coming. Thank you. It's the end of civilization as we know it. Eh? You've heard that comment. And in a sense it's the uh, refrain of every every public house bore that was ever that was ever made. I don't think it's exaggeration to say that western civilization which in itself would need some definition, western civilization is I don't think it's dying. I don't think I, I think it's floundering. I think it's in a lot of danger now is there a way to be alive and not be in danger probably not ultimately something's going to kill you and all ages pass we know that from history Uh, the rate of change the rate of technological change and therefore civilizational change based on the technological change that is absolutely breakneck and in many ways in many ways human society is coping better than might have been expected with it I do think that our civilization is in danger. And one of the reasons I think it's in danger is it's an exaggerated and heretical emphasis on one aspect of the truth. I think it was Chesterton that said that nearly every heresy is, is, is based on truth, but it just presses too hard on that one truth and loses sight of the context. And the truth, I think, that Western civilization has taken it, took it from Christianity, because it got it nowhere else. Was this tremendous respect for and indeed awe of the subjective, the I? Now, it's it's crucial, it's absolutely crucial. We we are right to the f- forefront, right through history, in terms of insisting on, on the inalienable worth. ...of the human individual. Now that's whether that individual is conscious or not, by the way. But we could go into that at another time. If you take that and you work on it properly, in context... ...you, you, you, you have a chance of really producing a human being... ...who is capable of maximising his or her openness to God and doing amazing things in the process. You know what I didn't say? Self-actualizing, okay? Pache Abraham, Maslow, we're not into self-actualization. We're into self-transcendence, yeah? Self-actualization isn't enough for us. This, This is the problem. We have this passionate belief in the subjective, but the subjective is not enough for us. We long for reconciliation with the objective, with all reality. We long for that. So you have a tension there between what I want and what can't be changed, right? And what's just there. Okay, I have rights, but conversely, I also have obligations. The implication being is that others who are objective realities and subjective realities have rights too. Now, we've, we've, I would put it to you, we have a lot of work to do on this. How will I put this without sounding as if, which to an extent you end up doing, I'm chasing my own tail pointlessly here with subjective and objective. I would say to you that it's the difference between a civilised man or woman, and I mean civilised in a Christian sense, which is never self-satisfied. A civilised man or woman who is on the road with some elegance, some dash, some, some um, kindness towards others with them, All the rest of it. And a spoiled brat. And I'm afraid the spoiled brat at the moment is in the ascendant. I don't think it'll win out. I don't know. But I'm afraid of it. The problem with the spoiled brat is that it cannot see beyond. He or she cannot see beyond his or her perceived needs. I stress perceived. Perceived needs. Because for the spoiled brat, every want is a need, and you we understand the difference between wants and needs. You may desire something, you may not need it. A need is something far more; it's an imperative. There, it's far more. It's it's far more urgent. Jordan Peterson never tires of talking about this. We have to go back and ask ourselves. We have to resurrect what it means to be a, to be a citizen, a chivis, a a, a citizen to be one of a city one of a city an irreducible one but sharing the city with irreducible others and i would put it to you that the old greek idea of the polis the city and of and of the citizen that 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 idea as we've inherited it comes to us through the prism of christianity there are huge implications here, okay? There are huge implications. How do we go about teaching children to 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 become fully human while helping others and permitting others to become fully human? I, I put it to you that the answer lies in manners. And that manners are not the superficial thing that people think they are there are good manners even towards oneself, perhaps profoundly towards oneself, because the Christian citizen is called to love his neighbour as himself. This goes right back into the very nature of what it is to be a human being. I put it to you that unless we rediscover the remarkable potential and significance of the terms Sir, Madam... Please thank you. If you would, you're too kind. Oh, think nothing of it. These phrases are, are these phrases are, are benedictional, they're they're quasi sacral. These phrases should be carved on the front of public buildings in, 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 in the great classical languages. These are the great phrases of the civitas. Of the state of the of the condition of of the commonwealth of of the shared i i i i all the eyes who are making sure they don't turn the boat over to really torment my metaphors i think we have to go back into a study of manners i mean you men i think would have sympathized with me on that and you've done it far better I think we have to go back into a study of what is the gentleman. This is a much more productive discussion than you might think. You might think the gentleman is a completely uh, outdated idea. Let me tell you something. They used to say that the gentleman, and don't dismiss this now, please, please don't. The gentleman is somebody who did not buy his own furniture that that was the minimum that could be expected for the definition of a gentleman, is that he had inherited at least something. I would put it to you that there is genius in that. I would put it to you that the very core of being a civilised human being, and I'm thinking of the ultimate city, of the ultimate citizenship, the very core of your place in the scheme of things and what you have been given already which is inestimable the lady the gentleman they graciously acknowledge that at every stop and turn not only acknowledge it they're proud of it they're proud of their inherited talents they're proud of their inherited name if they have it they're proud of their inherited uh, uh, property, provided hopefully that they're using it properly. They're proud of what was passed on to them by those before. They're proud of the stock, the seed, the breed they come from. And of course that can lead to the most appalling arrogance, or it can lead to shame, depending on what has happened in the past. But they have a sense of the debt to which they owe to that which cannot be controlled by them, which is beyond them, to the other eyes, including the dead. And here I am venturing again, much more clumsily than he would have, into the territory so brilliantly occupied by the late, uh, the late Sir Roger Scruton, and I mean Chesterton talks about it as well. That uh, it was a classical idea, the pietas, the the the, the piety, the the love and reverence and respect for what one has been given, the consideration of what others need and a proper, a proper, not sinful, virtuous pride in oneself as somebody created, loved and possessed of an eternal destiny. Now we need to be getting back into that and we need to be getting that back into the schools insofar as it's not there it is there to an extent but insofar as it's not there i mean let me put it this way i i, I don't want to ask too much here okay i used to teach and and i used to be taught and i am still taught and and i i you know i'm i'm a a careless student and always was to an extent so i i have a lot of sympathy with students who 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 find it difficult to be patient with the lessons of life i i would suggest that if you're if you're waiting for the bus at the bus stop and you just had a feed of pints, topped up with the obligatory chicken vindaloo, okay, and and it and that it, it it's boiling away down there like Chernobyl on a bad day, and this has to come up. I would suggest that perhaps you don't do it on the little old lady who's standing beside you. I would suggest you don't do it on her little dog, Fluffy. While you're at it. Why not be a hero and not do it on the sidewalk where other people will have to stand in it? Now, it's all, it's all comparative. It's all comparative and we're just starting out again. I would say, be a gentleman, be a lady. Let it all loose into the bin. Is that ideal? Not if you're a bin collector. But at least you're minimising the number who will have to suffer from your surfeit of beer. I don't think this is rocket science. I think we're up for this. I think we can do it. I think we have the wisdom to do it. Most of all, we have the grace of God to do it. We can have it all. But we have to get a grip on ourselves. And we have to start pillaging the glorious attic to the house we live in, in which past generations have left us everything we need. God bless them.